Busy Birds. Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Our guest today is the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, a Denver-based, fast-growing, eco-friendly bedding brand that has made their sheets and giggles from eucalyptus trees. The company was launched on Indiegogo in 2018 with a $284,000 crowdfunding campaign. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Colin McIntosh. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm just, I love doing these and your podcast looks really awesome. So I'm excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. And can you tell us a little bit how your sustainable journey actually started? So I always had a soft spot for sustainability and for climate change. And it's something that actually is one of the big drivers in political affiliation change in my life because I was never, I kind of grew up more conservative, but I never felt at home in, to be completely frank, a party that kind of uh, in the United States was rejecting things that seemed to be very obvious and transparent to me in terms of what was happening with the climate. And so throughout my life, I've always been, I think, in fifth grade, I was nominated and won director of environment at my school on the student council. And that was kind of the earliest I can ever remember, like actually having a position of like getting recycled bins in the school cafeteria <laughs> 20 some odd years ago. Throughout my life, it's always kind of been uh, something that I've been passionate about. And then about three years ago, when I was starting my own business, I was honestly, I was looking for a business model that I felt very passionate and very compelled uh, about. And I was workshopping different business models. And I actually created one for a betting company. I was obsessed with this brand name, Sheets and Giggles. I was so obsessed with like the concept of a, a funny, different, standout betting brand. And then I was doing some materials research and looking into the industry. And I found out that cotton and polyester are the two main majority fabrics used in this industry. Polyester is about two thirds, cotton's about another third. And you know, when you're talking about polyester, petroleum-based synthetics, you're talking about the number one source of microplastics in the ocean. And when you're talking about cotton, you're talking about something that uses thousands of liters of water to make a single bed sheet that uses uh, by itself as a crop 16 to 24% of the world's insecticides on any given year, um, which is a huge amount of insecticide usage for, for a single crop. And so I kind of just got taken by the idea of maybe disrupting cotton and polyester stranglehold on the industry a little bit. And I found a material called eucalyptus lyle cell, which is a very uh, considered one of the most sustainable fabrics in the world and its production. And I was so obsessed with the business model, the brand, and then finally the last piece, which was a sustainable product in a, in a big kind of old space that I kind of went off to the races. And so I've always had a bit of a bleeding heart. I've taken on different causes in my career with different companies. And this is actually my first stab at a sustainability company. So I'm very, very excited with how it's gone so far. Oh, wow. Well, it sounds amazing. And you guys have some great products. And I'm definitely going to link up the website as well. So sheets and giggles, we're talking about fabrics. What exactly would you say is sheets and giggles? So sheets and giggles is a bedding brand based in Denver, Colorado in the US. 
it's my company. Uh, we've got a, a great team working out here and we offer bed sheets made out of bed sheets, comforters, duvet covers, pillowcases, blankets made out of a material called biocell, which is cellulosic rayon, which is fabric made from plants. The first generation of this type of material is something called bamboo viscose or viscose, which a lot of people are familiar with. They call it bamboo fabric or bamboo sheets or bamboo clothing. There's a lot of waste involved in that process. So when people hear rayon, they generally think viscose. And there's a lot of chemical runoff that comes with that process that has since been in the second generation of the process, modal, and the third generation of the process, lyocell, which is mostly made from eucalyptus trees instead of bamboo. It's been basically refined to the point of a closed loop system where at close to 100%, about 99.5% of the solvents in each batch of wood pulp production are reused in the next batch. So there's no runoff, there's no wastewater, closed loop system, and it uses up to 95 or 96% less water than cotton sheets in its production. It uses less energy, and it uses no insecticides or pesticides on the trees, and it biodegrades without a trace. So if you were to put it in a landfill, or God forbid, if it found its way into the ocean, it would be gone in nine weeks without a trace, no microplastics, nothing like that. And it's a really fantastic product as well. It's uh, more breathable than cotton, more moisture wicking, more cooling, has a lower coefficient of friction, so it's softer and better for sensitive skin. It's really all around just a fantastic product, and that's why we've grown so quickly. I think in 20, we launched in May 2018, and I think we're close to now in the last just over two years, we're getting close to our 100,000th customer. In a, in a couple of years. Yeah. So it's been, it's been quite the ride. And I think the brand has a lot to do with that too. Where uh, when you say, what is Sheets and Giggles? I'm describing the product, but honestly, the brand is, is just as crucial, if not more crucial to the company's success, because we do things really weirdly and really differently. I think our latest Instagram post is, is a meme, which we do a lot of. We get bored to tears with our competitors' social media and with their content and with their brand voice. Everybody's like always has the white sheets on a white wall. Like there's always maybe a fern in the bedroom or like a French press coffee on the edge of the bed, which is a terrible place for a French press coffee, by the way, on the edge of the bed. And I just, when we do content and imagery and copy, it's so, so different with anything else in the space that I think that we really have the most viscerally different brand in the entire industry. It's such an important topic to let people know that, you know, sustainability does not just start and end at a recycle bin. There is so many things that you can look at. For me, it's really important to consider the entire cycle of a product before I would actually look at investing in it. Because with some of the products, sometimes you need to look at it as kind of an investment because it will be a product that's going to be with you for some time as well. It's not, you know, something that you buy and after three washes, you throw it out. <laughs> Years. And, yeah. And, and your bed sheets change your life. Your sleep quality, it affects everything from your physical health, your mental health, your productivity, your mood, your relationships. And it's funny because we actually don't, we don't advertise ourselves in that. Like, I think that a lot of sustainable brands, they take on like maybe like a too serious tone sometimes in my opinion, which is like, I think for a certain segment of people, it's just like, it's a little, I wouldn't say off-putting, but it's just hard to, you can't really like laugh too much about climate change and about sustainability. And so we do walk a bit of a tightrope. And I really like that because I think it's really hard for other companies to emulate. And we always go with like a lot of positivity and helpfulness first. And then we always close out with like, and you know, and here's how the product is sustainable. And here's, here's why you'll, you know, feel good about sleeping on it. And I think that that's been a successful formula for us. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're going to spend at least, well, I hope a lot of people get about eight hours sleep a night. 
So you're going to spend that much time on your bed sheets. So it's great that it needs to be something that's going to be comfortable, breathable. And that is something that's doing something good for the planet as well. The trees that you guys harvest for this, how do you kind of harvest it to still protect the sustainability and biodiversity? Great question. So basically, we have our farm certified through our manufacturer with an NGO called Canopy that makes sure that natural environments and and populations aren't harmed. Uh, It's basically protecting the forest from the forest industry is kind of one of their taglines. And so there are certain rules that we follow, right? There's no endangered species or plants that are harvested. There's no natural or, or ancient forests that are harvested. It's all on biodiverse farms that are managing coordination with this NGO. And so for every tree that we uh, harvest to make our sheets, two more are planted. And really, that's an investment in the future, right? I mean, you know, it's a fast-growing tree, but you've got to harvest it. And then, of course, we don't harvest any trees from Australia whatsoever. All of our farms are based in – we do a rotating global basis. We've got Canada, Sweden, India, South Africa. Our manufacturer will rotate, which is also great for geographic diversity, so we're not anchored on any one particular region, which we can see now during a time of global crisis and supply chain uh, crisis, it's difficult to be leveraged in any one particular region. That's a couple of ways that we do it. And then uh, also to decrease our footprint as well, every order that we receive, we plant a tree somewhere in North America that needs reforestation. Usually it's, and we've also done a few, a few plants in Asia, but you know, I think thus far this year, we've already planted something like 20,000 trees. Yeah, it's really great. It's one, of, it's one of my favorite things about the business. And we mostly plant those in Florida, California, the Pacific Northwest, uh, some in Canada as well. Also a lot in Colorado. We actually, every Earth Day, except for this one because it wasn't safe, our team goes out and we do Earth Day plants in Boulder, Colorado and Four Mile Canyon. And it's so much fun to be a volunteer and to see all the trees get planted that we've, you know, we've spent so much money on and that we've, we've actually financed. So it's really, those are some of the things that we do to make sure that we've got a, you know, a good footprint on the back end when it comes to harvesting our trees. Oh, that's amazing. So people can with confidence say that absolutely no koalas is losing no. their trees because of your eucalyptus. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> we, we, we wouldn't do it if that was the case. Like it, I just shut down, I just shut down the company if that was, if any koalas are hurt. Quite the opposite. Last Black Friday to Cyber Monday, that weekend, we donated 20% of our gross revenue to the World Wildlife Fund for their koala conservation program. I think that ended up being close to $20,000 just from the weekend sales. Yeah. So it was really great. And, and, you know, we do, we do stuff like that sometimes instead of like a discount. Like I think we had like a small Black Friday discount, but we were, we were more like, if you want to buy a set of sheets, do it now. We'll donate 20% of your order to, to the World Wildlife Fund. So that was a really fun check to write. And we actually did something like that recently too. We did 20% of our sales for I think a month very early on during the COVID-19 crisis. And we actually donated $40,000 in cash to Colorado's COVID-19 Emergency Relief Fund. We were one of the larger donation amounts in the state of Colorado for that fund. And that was really that was really great to see. And I was very proud of that. And so we do stuff like that all the time, whether it's koalas or or COVID-19 relief. I think that sometimes we might donate too, too much money, but uh, it's definitely something that makes me really proud and, and gets me energized. Oh, that's fantastic. So, I mean, we've touched a little bit about all the different countries that the trees are harvested for your product, but where's your sheets actually manufactured? So they're primarily manufactured in India. 
they're made in with a with a really fantastic manufacturing partner whom I love dearly. And we've got a few dozen people that work on our team in India, Avinash, Manish, Shrish, they're all uh, fantastic people. And our manufacturer, just to, to clarify, this product, Eucalyptus Lyocell, it's, uh, it's never been made in the United States before. It's a product that was invented in Europe that is mostly manufactured in Asia. And so uh, it's been really a great learning experience for me and for the team to understand what goes into the process of making making our sheets and, and our fabric. And we actually were slated to open up a factory in Alabama in the U.S. And it was supposed to be in September. Unfortunately, COVID-19 just kind of totally thrown that for a loop. But I'm really hopeful to begin some cutting and sewing operations here in the States as well. But right now we manufacture primary in, in India and I absolutely adore my, my Indian team. Oh, that's fantastic. It's really great to to know that also that you want to do stuff with where you guys are actually based as well. But yeah, COVID has definitely put a stop on on a lot of stuff. And I do hope that everything continues, that stuff can open back up in time. And yeah, that we you're, can just you're, defeat you're telling it. Me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Little, oh, geez. Yeah, a little, little precarious here in the States right now with the second wave inbound. But yeah, it's been quite the year. The manufacturing process itself is is incredible. It's highly automated. It's highly scientific. It's a real arduous process to to make to make such a delicate fabric. And we basically are thinking about you know moving some operations to the U.S. more to decrease our international carbon footprint. I don't I don't quite like that we have to participate in in global shipping. It's one of those things, and I'm just being fully transparent here, where you kind of have to make some compromises if you're going to introduce people to a sustainable material and a sustainable alternative. I do my best to offset that as much as we can on the back end. And then in 2021, we're actually looking at how to financially offset that carbon footprint as much as possible. And I'm really inspired by like what other companies like Allbirds and other companies have done when it comes to offsetting their carbon footprint financially. And we're in our third year of operation. And I hope that in our fourth and fifth year, we're able to grow into that and able to have a, a completely carbon neutral company or even carbon, you know, like a, a positive footprint sometime in the, in the very near future. Oh, wow. Well, that sounds fantastic. And we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on you guys to see Please, what's yeah, going to happen. Okay. Yeah. So when we look at sheets and gills, we know it's bed sheets, but what type of products do you do you offer? So it's bed sheet sets. We do individual fitted flats. Some people don't like flat sheets, which is kind of confusing to me. We also do comforters. Uh, we do duvet covers. Our comforters are really great. They're uh, they're actually made with uh, recycled poly 50-50 filling. So we'll do 50-50 recycled poly from discarded plastic water bottles. And then we'll do 50% of our raw lyocell fiber. And so it actually creates a really lovely filling where it's super, it's like breathable and, and not too hot, but it holds warmth well. And we get to repurpose these plastic water bottles to something useful. And we're actually working on something really cool where we're actually working on uh, with a with a new partner. I can't say too, too much because I don't want to spoil a product launch. But the, even though it's recycled poly with just 50% of our filling, I still wish that it could biodegrade at some point. And so we've been doing a lot of research and a lot of work on that front. And I think that we actually might have something to announce in the in the next few months where we'll have not only with Lyle cell shell and filling be biodegradable when you're done with the comforter, but I think we're actually going to be able to make that uh, recycled poly biodegradable as well. And that's that's one of our big goals is 
it'd be a huge shift change if this actually ends up working out, I think, not just for us, but for a lot of other people. But uh, it's something that I'm really excited about because you, then you could effectively take discarded water bottles out of the environment, you repurpose them into something useful, and then actually have that biodegrade at the end of the day. And so that's, that's something that I'm really excited about. And I think it has a chance of launching sometime in 2020. Oh, wow. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep posted on that if that actually ends up working out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on that. And I mean, a lot of people, when you when you talk about bed sheets, there is this whole conversation about, oh, my bed sheets are this many thread count and I have this thread count. So where is sheets and giggles when it comes to thread count? So we're 400 thread count. And I love that because we did, uh, we actually did a bunch of different testing on different thread counts and, and everything from durability to coefficient of friction to breathability. And the thing that we realized was because we have a lower coefficient of friction than cotton, we're actually able to have a 400 thread count feel like a much higher thread count cotton thread count for those listening that don't maybe don't know what it is. It's literally just the amount of threads that crisscross in a single square inch of fabric. And so obviously the higher the thread count, the more threads you have packed into that single square inch. And there's just a problem when it comes to, but there's a realistic limit to the amount of thread that you can get in that cross section. And so a lot of times when you see like thousand thread count sheets, what you're actually seeing is a bit of a marketing trick where instead of single ply sheets and a thousand threads crisscrossing, it'll be double ply 500 thread count. Or I've seen 1,200 thread count, but it's triple ply 400. So it's three layers. So they're actually using the Z-axis to kind of pad pad the numbers, which is, you know, so basically you don't get any of the benefits of the softness with, with some of these higher thread counts because you're only feeling that bottom layer, but you're also getting so many threads packed in the one square inch that it's not breathable. And so you're actually, you're actually getting a worse product. So you really want to make sure that you choose a thread count that is high enough to feel extremely smooth and soft, um, but that is low enough to allow air to circulate and to allow uh, for breathability. Oh, that's something I've never really considered. I mean, usually you would think, okay, the higher ones, yeah, let's do that. So that's that's a really interesting point and something that I'm going to be on the lookout the next time I look for some sheets. 600 is the max I'd ever go because the oh. because the higher the higher you get in that single ply, it just gets so hot because you can't there's no circulation of air through the through the sheet. It just traps air. Wow, very interesting. And so where can people actually find your products? We're easy to find. You can Google us, Sheets and Giggles, or you can go on Amazon, search for us. Website is sheetsgiggles.com, just like the brand name, but no ampersand in the URL. So sheetsgiggles.com. We've got some some fun short links out there. I think we own sheets.vip, which redirects, and we own eucalyptusheets.com, which redirects to our website, and whatever's easiest for people to remember. We're pretty easy to find, and we're, and we're out there. Okay, and do you deliver like globally? So if we want to get some sheets in Australia, or I know now time's a little bit difficult with COVID, but yeah, so where do you ship all these to? So right now we uh, we ship only to the U.S., but we're actually expanding into Canada next week. So I'm really excited about that's for those listening. That's by the end of July we'll be in Canada. 
we're going to be doing Australia and the UK uh, in 2020. And so I'm not sure exactly when that's going to be, but it'll be in the coming months. Oh, how exciting. We can yeah. get, get our own sheets and giggles right here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you can, if people, you know, across the, across the world want some sheets now, we can always ship to you. You just have to go pick them up and pay a customs charge. So that's the, that's the drawback right now. We can do that at, for any special orders. Oh, awesome. Cool. So one of the things that I always struggle with is to kind of find a really good quality item, but also something that is sustainable. So what was kind of the feedback that you guys have been getting on your products uh, from some of your clients? Well, really stellar. We, we So on our website, I think we're close to 3000 reviews now. And we actually uh, have a 4.8 star rating on our website. And then on Amazon, we have about 600 reviews, and that's a four and a half star rating, which I'm very proud of because Amazon people are very, very critical people. Facebook, we have a 4.7. And I'm mentioning all, all three scores because when you're shopping for something, for those listening out there, the best way to compare there to make sure that you're doing accurate comparison shopping is don't just trust the reviews on a company's website because I don't know, I think a lot of people don't realize this or don't know this. But a lot of my competitors, and I'm not going to name any names, they hide all of their negative reviews. In fact, there's one of my competitors in the eucalyptus sheet space, and I won't say who they are, who, if you go on their website, they only have 10 reviews visible. And that's it. They don't, But they say they have thousands of reviews, and they have the little 4.8 star rating, but you can't click on them. You can't read any one-star reviews. You have no idea how many one-star reviews they are. And it's very frustrating because... Uh, then you go on their Amazon and you see everybody say and leave reviews like I tried to leave a one star review for this company, but like it never showed up on the website or it got taken down or deleted or whatever. And so their website score is 4.8, but their Facebook score is 3.8. And when you're shopping around online and you see you go to you should go to different different, you know, Amazon, Facebook, Google, the company's own website and then compare the review scoring. If there's a huge discrepancy like that, like a full point. That usually means they're juicing the scores on their own website. Oh, well, very, very good point. And yeah, crazy bitch, you guys need to do that with most products so you can get a clearer view. For all of our crazy birds that's actually not looking at you right now, you've got a very cute and adorable little pup. <laughs> he's just tucked behind me. He's, he's like, he keeps kicking into me. He's He was sleeping, but... This is Harvey. He actually has our own his own page on our website. It's if you go to sheetsgiggles.com slash Harvey, he's who we call our VP of marketing. He's my half Jack Russell, half dachshund, and he's absolutely glued to my hip. He never leaves my side. And so he's just been playing with his toy behind me this whole time and like digging into me. And I figured I'd show the audience so they know that I'm not just like looking looking back at nothing. <laughs> so are we <laughs> gonna are we, crazy. are we gonna see some dog sheets maybe as well? Or can we just use the the normal sheets for the dog as well? So he loves the sheets. So Har- Harvey, he's like the most natural model ever for the company because he's just absolutely obsessed with them. And so he he just sleeps all the time and makes it really easy to grab pictures of them. And so we are thinking about making dog sheets at some points or dog beds. I know Casper's done that. I think Purple's done that. They've got their dog bed or their dog sheets. I think in the near future, we're really just going to stick with with our core value prop, which is like people's bedrooms. We're probably going to expand into a couple other verticals, thinking about weighted blankets, sustainable weighted blankets made out of eucalyptus lyocell and glass. And then we're also thinking about a larger throw blanket for the couch or for the bed. 
crib sheets. We're coming out with like flannel sheets. The, it's actually going to be the, for the first ever flannel knit in this material. And then we are probably going to be releasing something like towels in spring 2021. And I'm really, really excited about the towels. I have, I have a couple hanging in my bathroom right now for testing. Unbelievable. They're, they're crazy soft and they don't irritate my skin at all. Wow. Really excited about that. And I'm finding it hard how a Jack Russell can stay so quiet and just still. He's, he's, only, he's, only, half Jack, he's only half Jack Russell. Trust me, he's not being still right now, but he's, he's only half. His half dachshund is what keeps him still. Oh, okay. That might be yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So what would you say has been one of your most important decisions that you've made around Mama Earth? I think the biggest thing for me has been the mantra around like, what we need is not, you know, a handful of people living absolutely perfectly, but we need tens or hundreds of millions of people living imperfectly. And I think that that that's really beautiful because it's not about like, you know, going completely zero waste with 100% success, you know, immediately, but it's about beginning to make uh, informed, you know, decisions as a consumer, putting pressure on companies to do the right thing and making sure that you're making your voice heard politically as well. Um, and if hundreds of millions of people do a sort of 80-20 approach, and I'm always thinking about the 80-20 approach, both in my business and in my life, 80% of the work with any task can be done with the first 20% of the effort. That's just the general rule in, in life. Then basically, if you can commit yourself to 20% thinking about sustainability in your purchase decisions, it'll have an 80% impact. The rest of the way for the people who can do that who can do every little piece to go zero waste is fantastic. But I would just encourage everyone to think about how they can live their lives imperfectly, but a little bit better, a little bit differently than they currently are. Less polyester, less cotton, less consumption in general. Something else that I think is really powerful is politely reaching out to companies and making your voice heard. And you know what I mean by that is don't you know anger tweet them or I mean there is a there is a power in that right there's like a, there's a certain type of social pressure in that. But for example, we had plastic in our first 10,000 packages, and it was a fear of mine that if we didn't have a plastic ceiling of the sheets, that there could be some water damage or something else could happen to them. And then I was worried about the business suffering from bad reviews and bad and, and you know, people, Americans can be a little selfish when it comes to consumerism. And I wanted to make sure that it was a pristine experience. And we got, I would say, a, a solid handful of people, maybe like only like 10, 20, 30 people who reached out to us and they said, Hey, you know, I was really disappointed that there was plastic in the packaging and I think it's a little wasteful and I wouldn't mind if my sheets came, you know, a little dinged up or whatever. I just throw them in the wash. And so we, we did some testing and, and some with FedEx and UPS and making sure that our sheets could survive, you know, with reason. And, and we ended up taking out the plastic out of all of our boxes. So for tens of thousands of units after that, we've gone completely zero free plastic shipping. And yeah, things get damaged and our comforter, especially it's a big box of the comforter and it's not vacuum sealed. It comes in the box, like ready to go right out of the box. And people are a little thrown aback. They're, they expect it to be vacuum sealed in this big piece of plastic. And we get some people who complain on the opposite end of the spectrum. They're like, I feel like this isn't clean or whatever. And we're like, no, it is like, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's not vacuum sealed in plastic. And it costs us more on shipping and we have to replace some units that do get damaged in transit. But I think it's well worth it. And and because of those people politely reaching out to us and, and making their opinions heard, a ton of plastic has been saved in the last couple of years from our operations. So kudos to those people. And I'd encourage everybody out there to do the same thing. 
So now we are going to move into our final five. The first one is what is one social media account or publication that you follow? I follow someone on Instagram called the Holistic Psychologist. I give her a shout out. I think her name is Dr. Nicole something. I can't remember her full name. She had a couple million followers. She's pretty, pretty well known on Instagram. I just started following her a couple months ago. And the stuff that she posts sometimes is just, it's almost exactly what I need to read and what I need to hear. So it's very good for my mental health right now during, during a stressful time. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? I hope that the world can get its act together. And, and when I say the world, you know, I, I do a little specifically mean, um, I mean, I know Australia has its debates and its challenges. And I know, you know, there's a lot of global challenges when it comes to sustainability. But I feel like the United States is such a huge, like, uh, it's such a huge anchor on any type of movement. And so I'm really hoping for some variation of a Green New Deal to be passed. I'm hoping for some variation of a you know, monster trillion dollar investment in renewable energy and and in sustainable uh, uh, resources to be made by the U.S. I'm not holding my breath. I'm just kind of putting my nose at the grindstone and doing my part myself. But uh, that's one thing I really would love to see is some actual good political action and not to be debating with people about whether or not <laughs> acidifying like you know like like i'm like debating with people about like the simplest things but yeah so that's i would hope uh more action in that direction awesome well definitely a topic we can probably have an entire podcast episode about you want to talk about u.s politics <laughs> i'm the guy I'm, I'm, i i I love the, I love that stuff, but it's oh, it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I can just imagine. So, what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out Mama Earth? Well, I think one of the I don't know about an advice necessarily because I would say I, I just gave a little piece of it, which is like maybe find a company that you really like, not one that you're adversarial with. Maybe somebody that you like, somebody that you you support, and maybe see if there's something in their packaging or in their product or somewhere that you see a suboptimality that you can maybe tell them that you'd appreciate it if they fixed. And companies listen to their core customers more than they listen to noise on social media. And so if you email them and you say, hey, you know, I've been a customer for three or four years, love what you guys are doing. I've, you know, I've spent thousands of dollars on your product or hundreds of dollars on your products. And I would love it if you made this small change, which would be very meaningful in the long run. I think it's a really powerful thing. And that, and that gets passed up through the chain. That, that, an email like that is what makes it to my inbox. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? Oh, I tell, I tell people that cotton uses about 2,500 liters of water for a single t-shirt. And it absolutely blows people's mind. That that's how much water cotton cotton needs to be made into fabric. That that's one statistic that I really like. And then the other one is uh, how many how much insecticides cotton uses as a crop. I think that people really care about necessary insects and the ongoing insect ex- ex- extinction. And so uh, anything that you can do to spread awareness around like buying a little less. And then just a it's not like a statistic, but a lot of people don't know that microfiber is polyester. So if you buy something that says it's microfiber. That's polyester, like the, and it's a huge source of microplastics in, in waterways. And so I, I would encourage people to make sure that everybody knows that microfiber is just clever marketing for, for polyester. 
And every single time you actually wash that product, you are putting some microplastics in the water stream. And yeah, and then that ends up in the ocean, ends up in our food chain and ends up on our plates. So yeah, not very great, but what to do? Sure, it's going to be awesome for our long-term health. It's going to be great. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, Colin, where can people actually find you and all of this sheets and giggles? Well, me personally, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, Colin Sheets and Giggles, Colin McIntosh. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I've got a private Instagram, but like LinkedIn's a really easy way to connect with me. And I, I batch check those messages once a week. And so if there's anybody out there that wants to connect, please feel free, drop a note, and I'll try to help whenever I can. I would say don't email me because I have like 3,200 unread emails. And I'm terrible, terrible, terrible with email. And then, uh, yeah, if you if you find Sheets and Giggles and you try our sheets, let me know what you think. I, I would love it if people would, would uh, give us a shot. And hopefully we'll be in Australia before long so your Australian listeners can also uh, give us a try. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. I had a great time. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, I hope this was uh, entertaining or, or educational for anybody out there. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Colin and his team from Sheets and Giggles has been great to actually offer you guys a 10% discount code. So if you want to get some Sheets and Giggles, you can actually use the code Mama Earth Talk. So like the podcast name, (laughs) all in capitals. And you can get your 10% off whenever you want to order and give them a try on their awesome bed sheets. And that's a wrap. Huge thank you for our amazing guest for being on the podcast and for sharing their journey with us. You can find the show notes of this episode on the mamaearthtalk.com's website. The biggest thank you goes out to all of you crazy birds for listening to the podcast. If you have not already listened to all of the episodes, you can go back to a few of them. You will absolutely love them. I really enjoyed recording every single one of them. And I really hope that you enjoy listening to them. There's over a hundred episodes. So if you feel a little bit lost on which one to listen to next, maybe select one of the episodes with guests that you might want to know more of and start from there. If you enjoy the episodes, why not tell a friend about the podcast and maybe share an episode with them? Let them know that we are here and we are waiting for them with open arms and they are all very welcome to join the crazy birds globally. If you have a question for me, please send them over. The best place would probably be a DM on Instagram at Design by Mariska or pop me an email at hello at mamaearthtalk.com. If there's a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I love to hear from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every second Monday, so make sure to subscribe that you do not miss a thing. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.